I started diving uh, about 18 years ago uh, when I was an undergraduate student in marine biology at UC Santa Cruz. And uh, after I graduated, I always assumed I would roll right into a PhD and uh, studying kelp forest, which was most of the work that I did as an, as an undergraduate student. And, uh, I continued on in the, in the support of science through scientific diving operations and was the diving safety officer for a number of uh, academic universities and nonprofit research organizations. And as a part of that, I ended up getting to dive a lot with uh, government agencies like NOAA and National Park Service, as well as uh, private nonprofit marine groups like the Coastal Maritime Archaeology Resource, diving on shipwrecks, mostly as a uh, hired hand where I would just go out and draw things, measure things. And uh, I ended up really those sites were just amazing places to me. They always were. And so um, it wasn't until I got back into a master's program that I realized the potential of how studying shipwrecks can really inform marine ecology. And shipwreck sites are amazing places where we can really use a natural laboratory of the ocean and see what changes have taken place over decades, hundreds, or even thousands of years. I've had the opportunity to work with a lot of archaeologists over the years and Oftentimes on projects, when you have an interdisciplinary study, you'll have scientists maybe that are uh, geologists, archaeologists, and marine biologists all working together on a project, but oftentimes those people will come together and study just the one piece that they're interested in and collect the data that they're interested in. Uh, I found over time that um, the archaeologists are actually asking the exact same questions that I'm asking as a marine ecologist. How are these sites changing over time? Why is one site different than another? And as it turns out, the types of data that they collect and the types of data I collect, measuring species or measuring artifacts, we end up with data sets that can actually dovetail together and make a much richer analysis that actually gives us a much better picture of what the environment is doing. So oftentimes, a marine ecologist will have a lifelong career studying a handful of sites or some coastal ecosystem or deep sea ecosystems, and a long-term data set is probably 20, 30, 40 years of that person's career, and we would consider that a long-term data set. However, we know that the ocean cycles in uh, decadal cycles, millennial cycles, even cycles over thousands of years where uh, we can't really capture that within even one person's or multiple people's lifetimes. And so, being able to study shipwrecks where we know where these uh, sites, when this first happened, these, these might have gone down hundreds, thousands of years ago, we actually get insights into a much longer time set than you can ever get from just monitoring a site throughout the course of your own career. This is also the reason why I would call these non-reproducible resources. I can't go back 500 years and drop in a submerged structure to be able to study it for the next 500 years. So we get this really interesting snapshot of uh, long-term settlement and growth and recruitment processes by looking at things that have been in the ocean for thousands, thousands of years. Looking to the future, I certainly feel like the research that I'm doing is going to help us inform better uh, artificial reef structures, whether it's mitigating coastal damage that we've done as human beings in our own ecosystems, or whether we're building underwater hotels in Dubai. Uh, either way, we'll be able to make it so that Studying submerged structures now will give us the insights we need to be able to build better artificial structures, things that become a natural part of the ecosystem and don't stick out like a sore thumb like many of the things that we do right now in the ocean. I often get asked whether or not there's one particular site that's my favorite or something that offers a lot of insights where others don't. Every site that I study has really the potential to inform future studies, but 
by far, I think the most interesting place that I get to work is up in the northwestern Hawaiian Islands, uh, where a team of archaeologists have discovered a whaling vessel that sank about 200 years or so, years or so ago. And uh, they, they suppose that this ship was actually the second ship of a captain named George Pollard Jr., uh, who wrecked in the Hawaiian Islands at French Frigate Shoals. His first ship was the Essex, and so most people know the story of the Essex is what inspired Herman Melville to write Moby Dick. And so getting to do archaeological research on that site and know that this was really the original Captain Ahab's second vessel is one of the most amazing things. Even though the research, I think, has the potential to inform uh, amazing artificial reef studies, the human story behind all of these shipwrecks is really a big part of what I do as well. Mm -hmm.